Welcome to the Roadman Cycling Podcast. My name is Anthony Walsh. Six days a week, we bring you an inspiring person or message to help you on your journey towards health, happiness, and longevity. Now let's get into the show. Well, hello, all you beautiful cyclists. Now, a few weeks ago, I did a profile on Mariana Voss and it went down a storm. Anthony, I kind of got in trouble with Anthony over it because I don't think it was very clear that it was a profile on Mariana Voss and it may have seemed on the thumbnail for the podcast that I was interviewing her. So I, I apologize to anybody who thought that I had Mariana Voss on my podcast and that (laughs) you were going to hear from the lady herself but I hope you weren't disappointed with the profile that I did on her and as I said it went down a storm so today I want to do another rider profile and I want to talk about one of my favorite riders a athlete that I absolutely love and it's a Jumbo Visma rider Roglic and wow what a career he has had so far. So Primoz was born in 1989 in Slovenia and he's known for his past as a ski jumper. He was a, he was a professional uh, competitor and he won the junior world team event in 2007 and he won a couple of continental cup wins. Now this is a sport I know absolutely nothing about but apparently he had a very significant crash and an injury. It kind of ended his ski jumping career and in 2012 thankfully he found out that he had this new talent and that was cycling and that brought him into our world. Roglic is currently He's with Jumbo Visma until 2025. They are keeping him close. And apparently he's on a salary of two million per year. And I think he's worth every penny. Now, Roglic's FTP, which we know is a really important number, it's believed to be between 6.1 and 6.3 watts per kilogram. And that makes him one of the best climbers in the world because he's a very small stature. And the core body work that he developed over his ski jumping years has already seen him, years, has seen him become an incredibly aerodynamic rider and of course this has helped him become one of the most successful time trialists in modern history. So let's look back at his career. In 2013 Roglic signed with the with the in 2013, Roglic signed with the Slovenian continental team Adria Mobile. His talent was obvious. And in 2011, he reportedly logged a VO2 max of above 80, which is well within the range of the top professional cyclists. And I was just talking about VO2 max the other day with Anthony. And guess who has the highest ever recorded VO2 max in any sport? Yeah, Greg LeMond. And his unbeaten number was 92.5, which is humongous. It's completely bonkers to me that someone can have a VO2 max of that number. So Roglic testing high and his talent on the bike led to, you know, an investment in him from this guy, former pro Andrei Hauptmann. 
Now, Hauptmann, interestingly, also played a big role in bringing Tadej Pogacar into um, World Tour Cycling on an eventual pro contract. In 2014, Roglic began showing amazing signs on the road and he won a stage at the Tour de Azerbaijan and he won the Croatia-Slovenia Classic and finished third with three second places at the Tour of Sibiu. So he really started to make a name for himself. In 2015, we saw him finish second in the Tour of Croatia and he won the King of the Mountain in Sentimana international Kopi Ibartelli and he won a stage and GC in both the Tour of the Azerbaijan and Tour of Slovenia and he would take a stage win in the Chinese Tour of Qinghai Lake so he's really getting around and he's cutting his teeth in world tour racing. These results highlighted his climbing prowess to the big world tour teams and in 2016 Jumbo Visma brought him into their squad. What a move by Jumbo Visma. They managed to nab Roglic before any other world tour teams could and it has been an amazing alliance for both parties ever since and This year, in 2016, when he joined, he earned his place with a fifth place at the Volta au Algarve. But it would be his Grand Tour debut at the Giro d'Italia where he'd really show his incredible talent. Now, in this race, his teammate, Stephen Kruiswig, battled for the overall classification and the pink jersey. So Roglic was on a supporting role, which meant he wasn't really focused on getting his own results, except, of course, for the time trials. He actually almost rode into the pink jersey on the opening day, finishing on the same time as Tom Dumoulin, who we know is the famous Dutch time trial specialist. But in the race's second individual time trial, Roglic got his first ever World Tour stage win. And the world really sat up at this stage and took note of this quiet, unassuming rider. Now, throughout the rest of that year, he would go on to succeed in other time trials. He won the Slovenian National Champs. He finished 10th in the Olympic Games and 7th in the European Champs. So the following year in 2017, we would see his climbing talent grow and grow. And he won the early season Volta au Algarve, making him a stage racing talent too. So people were kind of starting to notice this guy. He's got a lot of the qualities that we need for stage racing, climbing, time trialing. He finished fourth at Tirreno Adratico and fifth at Itzulia Basque Country following two stage wins. So the same month, Roglic would go on to win the time trial at the Tour de Romandie and he finished overall in third place there. In that same year, he would have his Tour de France debut, where he didn't fight for the GC, but he won the Queen stages into Sierra Chevalier after leaving the breakaway in his dust and going over the Col de Glibier to take the win. Oh, I get goosebumps thinking about that win. This was probably the moment where I fell head over heels in love with Primus Roglic and his riding style. Then in 2018, he seemed to have completely honed his time trialing skills his climbing skills and you know he's he kind of had grown his cycling brain and he began to put them together to become one of the pelotons his spring consisted of the same goals he wanted more wins and he took sta- a stage win at the Torino Adratico winning a stage as well and a GC at the Itzulia Basque country and the win at the Tour de Romandie and as a warm-up a warm-up for the Tour de France he raced his home Tour of Slovenia where he won the overall classification. Now 
going into this, it was a big Tour de France for him. And he did battle this year for the overall classification, eventually finishing in fourth place with another stage win taken in the final mountain stage. In 2019, we saw him take a change of plans and he was eyeing the Giro Vuelta double. His pre-Giro record was flawless. So he was a big favour coming into the Giro and he immediately took the race lead on the opening day's time trial to Bologna. He would go on to win the second time trial as well. Everyone is just thinking at this point that Roglic is completely unstoppable as a TT specialist, but he wouldn't keep his place as the best place GC rider after the 13th stage where Richard Carapaz dealt a big blow. Richard Carapaz would be a good one for um, me to do a profile on as well because he's not really a rider that I particularly like. So maybe if I did a profile on him, it might change my opinion of him. But anyway, back to Roglic. Roglic lacked the support in this race to challenge the lead and he didn't have the legs to attack in the high mountains, but he rode to a third place in the final overall classification. He'd later race the Vuelta a España where he took over the race lead in the 10th stage following a win in the time trial. Again, the time trial. It really is his ace up his sleeve. Roglic won the 2019 Vuelta a España just through consistency as several of his rivals struggled on different days but he has so many strings to his bow. The Slovenian was consistent throughout the entire race and he captured the red jersey. Now, 2020, because of the pandemic, Racing only started in June at the National Championships for Roglic. He won that road race, but he was beaten at the time trial by Tadej Pogacar, which would anticipate something bigger later on. This is kind of the start of us all understanding who Tadej Pogacar is. So this was the year that... Roglic was prime favourite for the Tour de France and he won the first summit finish of the race on stage four and took over the yellow jersey on stage nine. Do you remember this Tour de France? It was amazing. This year Jumbo Visma had an incredibly strong lineup supporting Roglic and he survived the attacks on all the mountain stages to enter the final time trial to La Plage del Belfi in the yellow jersey. And it all seemed set for the GC win. It it just seemed like the fairy tale it was going to happen. But an amazing performance from Tadej Pogacar had Roglic tumble into second on the final competitive day. I remember watching that in the living room with Anthony and we were both completely stunned and shocked to see Tadej Pogacar come up in this time trial and beat Roglic. And it, I have to say it hurt me. It hurt me to watch it. But Roglic bounce back and this is a theme that we have at Roglic constantly and after losing uh, after coming second to Tadej Pogacar he raced to six at the world championship and then he went on to win at Liège Baston Liège now he wouldn't end his 2020 success there and he was looking to defend his Vuelta España title so he headed off to Spain and what followed was a amazingly strong performance. Now it wasn't as consistent as 2019 and he got a little bit of critique about that but he did win the opening stage and he won a total of four stages throughout the race and took the overall win ahead of Richard Carapaz which was kind of 
a little bit of payback. <laughs> 2021 started with Roglic dominating Paris-Nice and he won three stages at that iconic race, but he crashed in the final day to lose the GC win. He'd bounced back the month after to win again. He loves this race. It's Zulia Basque country, but the big goal again was the Tour de France. Now, a crash on stage three at the tour saw him lose time and suffer from his injuries, which led him to abandon the race in the opening week. And anyone who follows the Tour de France will remember the pictures of him getting in the car, saying goodbye to everyone at the hotel, and it was heartbreaking. But yet again, you can't keep a good man down. And this is why I love Roglic. He later travelled to Tokyo, where he became an Olympic tie trial champion before returning to Europe and taking a third Vuelta España title. In 2022, Roglic won Paris-Nice and that was despite a, you know, a massive big threat by Simon Yates in the last couple of races. He also won the opening stages of, again, it's Zulia Basque country, but he had this chronic knee pain at the time that saw him lose his place in the GC and skip on the Ardennes Classic. He bounced back again at the Criterium de Dauphine to win the overall classification, dominating the race together with teammate Jonas Vingegaard, with whom he'd be leading a very strong Jumbo Visma at the Tour de France. And of course, everybody knows who Jonas Vingegaard is now. The duo led the team, but on the fifth stage, Roglic crashed again dislocating a shoulder on the cobblestone stage and he shed a lot of time. He continued in the race unknowing at that time that he had actually fractured two vertebrae. He played a crucial role on stage 11 to Tajay Pogacar's downfall which would eventually lead to Vingegaard's overall win. Roglic managed to support Vingegaard up until stage 15 where he finally had to abandon the race due to pain from his injury. He just couldn't keep going with it. So after this, his presence at La Vuelta España was at risk, but he was a last minute entry to try and fight for a fourth GC victory. His form is actually rising throughout the race and we saw this epic battle between him and Enrique Mas, but this time he had another big competitor in Remco Avenepoel for the red jersey. Roglic won stage four and went into the final week of the race as Avenepoel's main rival. And after attacking at the hilltop finish on stage 16, he crashed hard again inside of the finish line and sustained serious injuries and was forced to abandon the race the next day. Now, since that, he's been rehabbing his injuries and his goals for 2023, they kind of remain a little bit up in the air. I know that he did attend the Jumbo Visma training camp in December, though, and he's started this serious prep for the coming season. So all will depend on how his form evolves over the opening months of the season. And I guess that will decide on his grand tour selection. A few weeks ago, he said, I don't know when I'll get back to racing. Maybe in March. I'm very far behind. 2023 is a mystery. I don't know if I'll do the Giro or the Tour or the Vuelta. There's no point in saying it. In January, we'll understand more. I'll certainly do a totally different program with fewer races in spring and I'll be better for the summer. Roglic is a natural born winner and despite 
his sometimes awkward media presence. If you've ever seen an interview with him, it's what he does on the bike that counts. But journalists have been pulling their hair out over the last few years with him. He's very fond of giving very short yes, no answers to questions before escaping the interview room. I think in the last couple of years, he's become a little bit better and we've seen a little bit more of his personality. But like he, he's he just is talking on the bike his cool ability to shrug off disappointments with injuries and crashes shows his amazing character and he really has that bounce back ability that athletes at the top need. His teammate George Bennett said of him, he is just wired differently. He can do numbers that other people cannot. And another teammate, Sepp Kuss, said of him, he's a great leader to work for. He stays calm in every situation and that carries over to us. He said, things don't face him. Roglic, he's not one of these in your face chest thumping kind of riders he's a leader and as that he's kind of quiet he does his work he delivers for the team when it counts and he's calm as a racer he's ambitious and he's very lethal he has quirks which I love about him apparently he loves to drink a glass of wine every night on stage races and he loves beer and he loves it so much he'll just have a non-alcoholic version he loves the taste of it to help rehydrate after a stage so here's looking forward to the next season watching Primoz Roglic. I know that we are seeing a changing of the guard in terms of leadership with the young whippersnappers starting to come through. But hopefully we have many, many years of Roglic in the saddle to enjoy. Hope you all have a great weekend, folks. And I will chat to you again next week. Mwah.